When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's five past seven on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Welcome in if you're just joining us. It is SENZ Roll Call. Text to send double eight double three. Where are you listening to us? What are you up to? How are you listening to us? The app, the radio, what are you doing? I uh, want to hear from you, double eight double three. Make sure you chuck your name on it as well. Coming up, uh, this hour we're going to catch up with Adam Summerton out of the UK, commentator. He's going to give us the lowdown on the Champions League draw that was done this morning. But right now, uh, well, given that Izzy's in the studio, I have to say this probably the second best looking man on TV, Scotty. <laughs> Stevenson, good morning. How are you, sir? Jeez, I tell you what, mate, you've got it. You set a low standard, that's for sure, right? Although, although at least as he's done something about his forehead, I suppose. <laughs> I've got too much hair at the moment, my friend. Hey, Scotty, mate, it's good to hear your voice. Yeah. And I've been yeah, following on the socials, mate. And uh, you had first scoop on the big news that was coming out, and now it's been released. Are you surprised, yeah. mate? What do you think? No, no, I'm not as, and I don't think you would be, and I don't no. think anyone who's uh, who's been around rugby for a long time would uh, would be surprised by any of the findings in the report. Actually, a thorough piece of work, I'll give mm. it that. Uh, the, the recommendations are interesting. Uh, look, I, I think we all agree that that the organisation needs to shake up uh, in terms of the capabilities at board level, uh, and that's and that's rugby wide, by the way. That's not just about NZR. Yeah, I think that all boards in this game need to look at themselves and say, okay, are we doing the right thing? Are we spending the money wisely? Uh, where are we going strategically? Uh, there was a lot of criticism in that mm, report uh, yeah. around how rugby is operated um, and, of course, around the disconnect between the provinces, essentially the members of New Zealand rugby. It's an incorporated society uh, and New Zealand rugby itself. And, uh, you know, at times you do feel like the, the two, well, the organisation has been working uh, at odds with its constituent members and vice versa. What I got out of that report, uh, Scotty was we have too many players that are fully professional we have too many competitions that uh, aren't sustainable and the yeah. change needs to happen is there a solution and uh, will anyone be brave enough to make change that is the biggest thing when I'm getting out of the text machine is everyone's been crying out for this everyone knew what was going on but they haven't made any change in yeah. any adjustments well, yeah, and, and why would you? Because, you know, mm. for so long the province has been the power base of New Zealand rugby. That's, uh, that's the way they've looked at themselves. They, they think that, and the report makes this very clear, mm. that this concept that they own New Zealand rugby and therefore everything's about us. Um, and and that's, that's not exactly a criticism of the, of the province. I think it's just a situation that's been allowed to develop over time. Uh, provincial rugby was top dog is. When I grew up, mm. it certainly was. Uh, we know that Super Rugby then superseded Provincial Rugby, but we have watched the NPC 
uh, slowly wither on the vine mm. for a long time now. It hasn't been given the care it needs in terms of marketing. It hasn't been given the care it needs in terms of promotion. And ultimately, uh, those around the board table at NZR have long thought this is just too much. We're, we're giving this money to the unions, uh, the provincial unions, every year. They're spending it on a, on a semi-professional sporting competition, rugby competition, and 60%, as this review found, of those annual spends are going on to their high-performance programs, 21% into the community game. And remember, New Zealand Rugby as an organisation is there, and it says this very clearly in its mission, to promote the interests of the amateur game. Uh, and that has been left behind, I think, in, in the need uh, for airtime. Hmm. We've got a busy calendar, mate. Um, you know, international rugby, I know they're looking at that at the moment as well. Can we sustain Super Rugby NPC and international rugby in the current format? I think you can sustain a form of the NPC. Uh, what that looks like, I'm not even going to start with that. Your listeners will have their own ideas. The provinces will have their own ideas. Uh, but it's patently clear mm. that it cannot be it cannot be sustained at this uh, current level. Um, and, and then you've got issues around the ecosystem of the game as well. Club rugby's struggling, boys. We mm. all know that. Yeah. Club rugby's supposed to be the feeder to NPC rugby, NPC rugby to super rugby, super rugby to the All Blacks. That's how the ecosystem is designed to work. Largely now, we're picking our best talent out of high schools. That, to me, is problematic. Um, I think we need to get back and focused on kids playing at clubs and staying at clubs because that's how the game and the love for the game is developed. Is this a, a rugby problem, a governance problem, or can we look at other opportunities that kids have been posting them now through schools that's uh, potentially just taken over, and we have to just, you know, bite our egos on, on the on the head and say, look, we're just there's other opportunities for these kids now. Look, there is, mm-hmm. um, and you know, look, the game's fighting now in, in a pretty cluttered um, space. Yep. You, know, you know, there are other sports that take interest to kids. So there are some kids who don't want to play the game, but I think largely because rugby has a funnel system up into professionalism, um, and and it's well paid. Is I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you're still sleeping on gold bars. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> you know, you know, so kids, so kids think they're on they're on on the escalator to success at a very early age. Yeah. And, and this report noted this, and it, and it's no surprise to me that the stakeholder council. We can talk about that another day because I think that's a full concept as well. Uh, wants a seat at the table for schools rugby for the schools rugby union and associate member of NZR. Um, but look, you, you know, we've got to try and tell these kids, like, what do you want to play the game for? Um, is it to be on you know, first 15 and, and play on television? Oh, heaven forbid. Mm. Um, or is it to develop a lifelong love of the game, the camaraderie, the community spirit that came with club rugby? And that rugby was about for a very long time. Professionalism doesn't have to be separate to that. They're not antithetical. The latter for me, I loved it just because I was playing with my mates and, and the professional come oh, along, right. mate, that's, that's a bonus. But uh, at school, I totally agree. Look, it's, it's a time where you got to better your life in all aspects, in all areas. Uh, just, just quickly, yeah. Sumo, um, yeah. Mark Robinson, has he still got yes. the belief, the buy-in from, from everyone in the union? Is he the man to take us forward? Well, look, I mean, there was a really interesting piece in that review around his CEO's dashboard, which I think had 48 KPIs, which is just so patently ludicrous. There's no CEO in the world who could live up to those sorts of KPIs. Uh, There was huge criticism of the strategy of New Zealand Rugby. Um, The CEO of New Zealand Rugby serves uh, at the discretion of the board. Um, So if there is change in the board over time, 
uh, then, then Mark Robinson will have to convince that board that he is still the man for the job. Um, look, I, I don't think it was as overly critical of Mark Robinson's CEO. Yeah. I think it was critical of the organisation in terms of the direction it set itself, uh, which is just not fit for purpose. So these are all questions that rugby will ask itself over time. Um, and of course, you know, no one will comment at this stage, neither the provincial unions nor New Zealand Rugby in terms of what they think of these findings. Uh, and they're not binding, by the way. So rugby doesn't need to change, uh, even though this report says it definitely does. Well, it does. <laughs> yeah, no, you, I agree. Um, and, you know, like you, you just spend, well, I think the budget for that report was 250 grand, but uh, my understanding is that uh, it's ended up being much more than that. So. You don't want to waste this opportunity. It felt to me like a line in the sand. Mm. The sixth review into rugby, sorry, the ninth review into rugby in the last six years, and there's still three more on the go. Um, you know, stop reviewing, start acting. Mm. Is there anything overseas that you've seen, Scotty, a model that might work uh, in some sort of form here where you have, I, I look at, you know, you know me and football, mate. So I look at the way that the Premier League started 30 years ago uh, and the clubs basically run that and then the English FA runs the grassroots and runs the rest of the game. Um, yeah. You know, they're a stakeholder, but they, they, they have somebody else running it. Do you reckon some model like that where you have a, something, some board that just runs the All Blacks and Super Rugby could work? It could do. The international game's always the complication, isn't it, um, in, terms of, in terms of rugby union. But look, you do not have to look far to find an organisation at the top of its game. It's called the AFL. Um, and, and we're talking about literally a suburban club game that is now the biggest sport in Australasia by a country mile. Uh, the organisation is, is a federated organisation. Um, you know, look, you look at these games that are selling out the MCG, it's basically Mount Eden taking on Devonport. I mean, you know, that's essentially what these clubs are. They are community clubs that have fans for life. They have club structures beneath the professional game. Kids are funneled through, and the ecosystem works, and it works well, and it's commercially outstanding. Uh, but more than that, it is so engaged with its fan base. And the AFL, I think, can teach sport here a lot about how to attract fans, keep fans, and satisfy fans. Uh, I know that you've got to go uh, shortly, Scotty, so I'll just finish with this. We actually had a text through from Mark, and I know you get asked a lot about rugby. And you're, uh, and and that's what he said. He said Scotty Stevenson's a great commentator and a great analyst, but I don't know much about him. Did he ever play rugby to any level? What was the highest level you played rugby to, bud? Mate, um, you know, I was the proud captain of the North Harbour Great Under 19 side, uh, Rick, and um, I led that team to three straight losses. <laughs> um, and uh, and then I busted both my shoulders. Uh, I wear glasses because uh, I was kicked in the head. And um, yeah, I think I, I realised at age 19, um, as I was about to get into the Colts, that I thought, nah, maybe this game's not for me. But yeah. I would say this, I then went on to coach the Auckland Grammar 2Bs, one of the greatest teams that ever was. Undefeated. Beautiful. You You're a coach, mate. I'm a player. I love it. There, there it is. There it is. I can, I can talk. I just can't do. <laughs> love your work, Sumo, mate. Thanks for coming on, brother. You've got a really astute mind. and You're over everything uh, that is rugby, mate. Thank you so much. And you take care of yourself. Give my love to, yeah, to the boys. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Love you guys. Take it easy. Yeah, you too, mate. You too. Scotty Stevenson, always great to have him on talking footy. Knows a thing or two. And he, he just... He's, he's got that ability that some people don't have uh, to step back mm. and look at things rationally, yeah. you know, and, and not be not not let the heart outweigh the head. Yeah, like a, that question about Mark Robinson wasn't 
particularly directed. Um, it was just more of the when there's a lot of this going on in the back room, in the yep. background, like it, it puts a lot of pressure on him because he is the. When you think of the NZR, you think of Mark Robinson. Mm. He's the first totally. mind that uh, first name that springs to mind. So uh, it's more of a just uh, as he got the backing, you know, the board. We know that something needs to change there. There was a message that came through earlier about the old boys' mentality that yeah. has been going on in, in NZR for a while now. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and that's something you know. I think it was Paul that said it's a, it's an amateur game being run by amateurs. Mm. Uh, you know, and that, that old boy thing. And I, I would probably disagree with that because they've brought some people in who know what yeah. they're doing now. But I, I understand what he means. The sentiment I I, I get. Um, it, it's just the from the outside looking in, right? Somebody who's never been involved in rugby as such. There, there's always for me been an arrogance with New Zealand rugby. Yeah, I can hear what you're saying. And, and it's like, you know, it's it's the ego dominates rather than the common sense. They can't see the wood for the tree sometimes. Yeah. And that, and that happens when you get results as well, Rick Dog. Like for the last 10, 12, 15 years, we've, we've had results. Mm. We've been thriving. You've had big corporate companies that want to be involved with the All Blacks. And when you get a lot of success, you can actually lose sight of how you got there. And the path that got you to where you are t- today. And look, I'll, I'll be completely honest. I think we just got distracted from the problems because results casted a, sh- uh, a bit of a shadow over the actual problems that were happening in the back room. So I can see that. But now that this has all come out, um, it's right there and there. And now it's time for actions. You know, like there's a review in Kempi. We're going another review, another review, just another review. There needs to be actions now. It's right there and there in front of them. We actually heard from Tony Kemp uh, on the text machine during that interview. He said less than 6% goes into the community game and league in New Zealand, so 22% sounds like you've won a lotto. Mm. Well, I guess it's just about how it's used then, right? Yeah, and that, that's, the, that's the big problem is, you know, it's going on high performance, 21% into the community, 22%, whatever. The whereabouts is it going into the community? Is it just going into someone's pocket and then they're better than themselves? Like this money needs to be put in the right areas and... Um, that's it in a, in a nutshell, really. Yeah, uh, 100%. Keep your texts coming through. Double eight, double three. Double eight, double three is the temper bed post text machine. I mean, we, we talked about this I, probably about a year ago. Mm. I remember there was a poll on this show of who is worse at their job, Mark Robinson or Mark Robinson. Remember that? And that was because, you know, New Zealand rugby was in trouble. The yeah. Warriors were in trouble. Yeah. Well, a year on, mm. everybody's on the Warriors bandwagon. So it doesn't take much to turn it around, I think. Warriors Mark Robinson. The fact we're not hearing from him suggests that it's, things are going better. It's a great right? thing. It's a great. But that, that, that's a, like the yeah. What Webbs has come in, yeah, and he's he's got a happy squad, and they're getting results from it. But it's it's not just the results. It's what we're seeing in the community. You know the the messaging that we're hearing, the love and care that he has for his players, the love and care that he has for his fans. The fans is the number one thing. Like the Warriors fans, they feel valued. Yeah. You know, when you feel valued, you will turn up, win or lose, to go and watch your team. But when you're not feeling the love back, then you switch off. And I, don't, I think from a fan's perspective, they're not feeling the love back. Well, they go because they love the All Blacks, but you know, like, a, and the, but the rest of it is suffering because they're not feeling valued. Yeah, I, I think you're right. But, I mean, my point being is, like, how fast do the Warriors turn it around? New Zealand rugby can turn this around. They, they can. just need to be honest with themselves. It's just a bit of a... 
bit more of a beast because there's three <laughs> three competitions that really need adjustments for yep. the Warriors. They've got that one team, the one competition. Now they've got the uh, New South Wales Cup, which is thriving as well. So for the NZR, it's going to take a hell of a lot of work and they've got to be brave. How brave can they be? We don't know. We've got a good poll because someone sent through a message earlier about a poll yeah. that we should run on the show, and yeah. you're going to do that for us. Yeah, we are. We're going to do that. So thank you to Mike for your text earlier. We will get to that after uh, 7.30 with our Choices Flooring poll. Keep your text rolling through, too, for a SENZ roll call. Where are you listening to us? How are you listening to us? What are you doing? While you're listening to us, keep those texts coming through, double eight, double three. Uh, this one, no name on it. Please do put your name on your text so we know who we're talking to. But Morena boys, our All Blacks are our elite players. Super Rugby and Test season is enough for them. Surely there are enough fringe All Blacks to fill our NPC teams. Look at Auckland stacked with fringe All Blacks. Um, I would say yes to that, but then fringe All Blacks, how many fringe All Blacks still don't get released to go and play NPC? Yeah, plenty. Plenty, Rick Dog. Um... Yeah, it's look something's something's got to change. I've been harping on. I feel like I'm repeating myself. Something needs to change. But we, is is there a place for all competitions in New Zealand? They're not gonna they're not gonna get rid of Super Rugby. So how do we evolve Super Rugby NPC to become one? And I know Steffi talked about it on the show. Or does NPC just go off on their own agenda, start their own competition? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the answers. Yeah, well, yeah, and and is this again about merging teams? You know, I mean, I I, I threw it out there yesterday. You know, do we? I, and I'm not saying because I've done no 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 um, study on this, but just from what geographically would make sense, do we bring the Central Vikings back? Do we merge North Harbour and Northland again to make mm. a North Auckland like it used to be? That'll give us twelve provinces then that have stronger bases, for for example, it means you can get rid of Storm Week, you've got slightly less games, but you still got the pathway. Is that going to be enough? I don't know. But, yeah, look, that, that could be a problem. The thing, if we get, if Super Rugby goes, we still we don't have that international experience, mm. you know, playing international teams, so we're going to lose that, and I, I think that's not great for the for the ABs. We've already lost South Africa, and we're struggling with not playing them in a hell of a lot in Super Rugby. So that's the... The flip side as well is we if we lose super we lose that international experience and that's how it goes a hell of a long way. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, we can go a long way there, and we want to hear from you about it too. Your thoughts: double eight, double three. I'm lost. Oh, I don't know where to go. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Tell us where we should be going. Oh eight hundred one oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven or double eight double three. Want to hear from you? It is seven twenty two on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Brought to you by Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.